Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. We're real music. Matters. Good morning, Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Hope you're very well this Sunday morning. Steve Edge is here. Hello. Hello. How's it going? All right. All right. Got a coffee. Ready to go. Let's do oh, this. Oh, nice. Is that your, mm. is that your drink of choice? Uh, it's, it's it's the only choice I've got because there's, no oh, there's no other drinks here. I mean, no, no hotel, I? I've got a I've got a fridge with some Coke in it and um, Kinney. Kinney's the um, the Maltese Coca Cola. It's their oh, drink. Okay. It's like a bitter orange. It's quite nice. But it's so um, nice. You can only do half a can. It's so bitter, you know, your eyes start going inside out. <laughs> I've I've got a cup of tea, but I um I realise with with me with hot drinks. To be honest, it's mm. just because I've seen other adults do it, and I think that's what yeah, you should you're do. Very much a just half cup sort of guy, aren't you? Half a cup, and um, to be honest, I'd rather have a glimp of him too. Mm, I know, I know, I know. I know you're, you're, you're not a tea guy, are you? I'm a tea guy. You're I'm not, not a tea, tea guy. guy. I don't, like I say, I don't mind a cup of tea. I think what what it was. I remember there was a moment when I was a kid, mm. and there was um, there were these mm. twins that lived on on the road next to ours, Blair Road, um, yeah. and uh, they were like uh, it was very much both sides of the track. So we were in like the house, like the housing estate, the council estate over the, and then these quite nice Wally Range. Yeah. Houses, uh, yeah. you know, quite, um, quite. And there was a, there was twins there, uh, Sarah and Elizabeth. Right. Anyway, I fancy both of them, obviously, because they're twins. The twins, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I was about twelve, I think, and uh, I used to go to their their church up in uh, in Moss Side, and then I would sort of hang out because my parents were, well, my dad wasn't that interested, so I'd just go there myself on a Sunday, hang out with them. Anyway, one time I went round, and they were like, oh. The ki- and the kids were having a cup of tea. These twelve-year-old girls. Oh, that's a bit weird, isn't it? We're having a cup of tea. So, the dad when mm. um, oh, Jason, do you want a cup of tea? Obviously, I was like, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, and I was like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, impressed them, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. We'll drink tea now, Rabs. And then he's great. like, <laughs> he's like, uh, uh, do you take milk and sugar? I'm thinking, well, obviously. I'm, you yeah. know, I know, I've definitely drank milk because I'm a child. Yeah. And I've heard of and, sugar. And I'm definitely into the sugar. I said, yeah. yes, please, I would like um, uh, milk and sugar. And he made me this cup of tea with two mm. sugars in some milk. And it was fine. You know, I've, I'd never mm. had it before. It was fine. But what he did is he gave it to me. He went, oh, look at that, girls. A milky, sugary tea. Like, and he sort of said it in, like, a disparaging way. Oh, like, so they had it sort of... The girls like, were having... Yeah, they must have just had yeah. a normal cup of tea. But I'm, I still remember it now, 30-odd years later. And he's sort of, like, judging you there. I think oh, he spoiled tea girl. for me. And he sort of ruined any chances of you with those twins as well. Oh, I think that's exactly what his game was. Yeah. And uh, exactly do you know what, Steve? What? He yeah. was right to. <laughs> <laughs> Matters. Um, it's been a bit of a fitness month for me, Steve, because I'm a fitness oh, yeah, guy. Because you're off tour now, aren't you? So you're, you're just getting fitness, yeah? Yeah, so I'm on tour for this last week. And uh, no, I've been I've been on it for July. So me and my brothers and mm. uh, my uncle Stephen, who's also my tour driver, yeah. um, and my friend Simon, we set up a little WhatsApp group, mm. uh, Fit Club. Oh, and Fit we were, Club, nice. We're a Fit Club, yeah. Um, and we got these things, right? They're, they're, they're like heart monitors. They're called MyZone, and they go around your chest. And you I wear like football as well. Yeah, yeah. And you wear them while you exercise. And mm. the way it works is, depending on your heart rate, that's how much yeah. effort you put in. And yeah. then you get so many points 
um, for effort, right? Now, what I've realised, Steve, and I knew this anyway because I've got one of those Fitbits that tells you what your heart yeah. rate is. You've got, a low, you've got a low resting heart rate. Mine's low, yeah. as you know, yeah, low resting, yeah. to a point yeah. where sometimes I get an email from Fitbit in the morning to say, mate, we thought you'd gone in the night, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. We were really worried about you. <laughs> like it's Sad emoji face. Come on. Anyway, the doctor said when I went in for a check, so I said, oh, I'm a bit worried about this. She said, athletes have a very low heart rate. I'll stop you there, doctor. I don't need to hear anything else. <laughs> I don't, whatever you're going to say next won't be as good as that. So we'll just leave it as I'm an athlete. We kind of knew this. It's been a pleasure seeing you. Love to your receptionist and all the staff here. Thank you very much. He just walks away. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, um, the he- like it just just shows that I've got a really healthy heart. Mm, okay, and some I mean the rest of me's knackered, but the heart, yeah, the heart's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's fine, like an ox, Steve, like an ox. Yeah, yeah. and um, uh, and and it also recovers really quickly as well. So you know, if I do any exercise, like within thirty seconds, back down to normal. Back down right? to the low, low base. So. You think great, but when you're trying to win a competition, because we, mm. we, you get these points depending on how many, how hard you work and how hard your heart's working. Yeah. Uh, when you're trying to w- with with other people, it's actually this, my athlete's heart's going against me, Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even yeah, that is, isn't it? Is that what you've been saying in the group? Yeah, exactly, exactly what guys, I've been saying. Guys, in the group. you don't know what it's like to have an athlete's heart like what I got. <laughs> it's an absolute nightmare. You it's don't understand. Bjorn Borg was in this group. You'd be laughing at him as well. He had a low heartbeat as well, but. <laughs> Come well, on, look, I'll give you an example, right? Yeah. I'll give you an example of the point systems, right? My friend Simon went on a five-kilometre run. Took him 34 yeah. minutes, right? So okay. he's obviously gone for it there. Yeah, 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 he's pretty... He's, he's a running guy. He's a running guy. You're not You're not a running guy, are you? I'm not a great runner, but I, I don't mind it for 20 minutes, but I couldn't do 5K. Um, he got 115 points mm. for okay. that, right? For that run. Fine. I'm fine with that. I, I can understand that, right? I did uh, I did a little workout yesterday at the gym that got me twenty five points. I played tennis the other day, um, mm. and that you know that got me sort of one hundred and eighty points. So it's quite a long session. This yeah. is the reason I bring it up, okay? okay because yeah, my yeah. uncle Stephen, right? <clears throat> who to be fair, he's older than me, you know, fifty six or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, he plays golf, Steve. Mm-hmm. Right? He played golf. He got 460... Oh, this doesn't seem right. I thought it was about the heart going I know. up. Yeah, but not, this is the just, thing. Yeah. His heart's knackered. Yeah, so it's already going 10 to the dozen. His you know, heart's Even knackered. when he bends down to get the ball out the hole, it's like he's. Yeah. It's like he just ran a marathon. He played golf the other day, right? Yes, it was for three and a half hours. He got 570 of these points, and his heart rate, I'm looking at the graph here, his heart rate is constantly... It basically goes blue, green, yellow, red, depending on how hard you're working. Yeah. Is is in... Like green for the whole part. I'm having to proper run, mm. and he and he's adamant. He's going, well, it's a quite a workout golf, lads. You don't understand. Shut up. He's chatting with your mates. Yeah. He's like, well, you're holding a bag there. That must be twenty kilograms. You're wandering yeah, around. It's got with wheels your, on it. Not having it. <laughs> Even if you're carrying your bag and walking for that, and get it. Eighteen holes is a lot, a lot of walking, but still. Yeah. Something is wrong with that man's heart, and I can't work out how to cal- recalibrate the machine. I'm not bothered so about his you, heart. You've both got, you've both got like, you know, dysfunctional hearts, but in different yeah. ways. Mine is dysfunctional because I'm an athlete, so that's yeah. fine. So that's going against you. Whereas he's not an athlete, but the no. app is saying he is. Yeah, exactly. The app is saying this man is putting a shift it's in like every Daily time he plays Thompson golf. or something. He's doing everything. So I need to work. I need to get in touch with somebody from my zone. I need to mm. recalibrate 
his machine because it has made an absolute mockery of our league table. Yeah. I basically have to say, right, you can only have 10% of golf points. That's fair enough. I think that's, that's fair, fair enough. enough. He's kicking so. off about it. It's but, got to be you know, strenuous, hasn't it? If it's a I think group. so. Also, it's, he's doing that because he likes it. Yeah. I'm not going to the gym because I like it. Doing it Surely to... you could do something like gardening or something, like mow the lawn. That would give you like you know a good hour's I've worth done, of... On tour, I've done gym sessions right next to him. We're doing the same thing. If anything, I'm on a slightly heavier weight. Hmm. And it, I'm looking at his machine, his app. He's, he's already gone for it. He's already getting the, the, scale. All the points. He's only just sat down. It's ridiculous. The other day he popped out to get some water and he come back and he earned three points. I said, what have you... You went to get water. He went, it was downstairs and then back upstairs. I said, no, not having it. <laughs> get me on water. It's broken. <laughs> Queries from the ash. Okay. Well, shorter that. Shorter that. Felt shorter, didn't it? Um, this is a little riddle from Martin. All right. Um, I like a riddle. He says, yeah, he says, here's one for you, Steve. It's just directed at you, this one. Oh, okay. He knows you're the riddle guy. Yeah. Uh, he says, the maker doesn't want it. The buyer doesn't use it. The user doesn't see it. Only ever know one person to get it right without a clue. Okay, say it again. The maker doesn't the want The maker it. doesn't want it. The buyer doesn't use it. And the user doesn't see it. Buyer doesn't use it. I can actually hear you. I can smell your brain burning. <laughs> it's a <singe>. Smoke coming out of his ears. I mean, it's quite hot here anyway. So, like, <laughs> I have no idea. The maker doesn't want it. Mm. Is it like a, Hang on, say it again. Say it again. The, I, I the maker it down, doesn't want it. Yeah. The buyer doesn't use it. The user doesn't see it. So what would you what would you make but not want, buy but not use, and use but don't see? Oh, I got it. <laughs> Go on. Time. There <laughs> 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 you go. I think we'll find that's the correct answer. <laughs> There's one of these riddles where time's the answer. So I'm going for, t- I'm just going to go for time all the time. You're so confident. <laughs> 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 is it right? Is it right? No, it's not right. <laughs> oh, that's a surprise. Oh, I've got tears in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's got this. Oh, He's got this. Oh, How would that God. work? The maker of time doesn't want it. What's well, that mean? He's making watches. Who oh. buys time? The buyer of time. Well, you don't buy it. time. You, you, you sell time. But the maker doesn't want oh. it, so he's making something that's not for him. Yeah? The buyer oh, doesn't want Right, it's not any of those. No, I want to get it. Okay, go ahead. No, the maker doesn't <laughs> want it, so he's, he manufactures something that he will never use. Yes? Yeah, yeah. That's the next one. The buyer doesn't... The buyer doesn't use it. Doesn't use it? Oh, mm. It's confusing, isn't it? Okay. Well, it's a riddle, isn't it? I know, but doesn't use it. That's weird, isn't it? The buyer it? doesn't use it. So whoever bought oh. it never uses it. Okay. What, because they're... Oh, hang on. What, because hang they're on. dead? Or... Hang on, hang on. Because they're dead. I'm saying nothing. Oh, hang on. Maker doesn't want it. Yeah. Buyer doesn't need it, use it. What's the other mm-hmm. ones? And the yeah. user doesn't see it. Okay, I'm going for 
like a gravestone or something like that. Oh, it's close. It's close, but I guess it would. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. Yeah, it's actually a coffin. Oh, okay, all but right. Same. I mean, he does use it, doesn't he? The buyer does use it. I mean, he. You know, well, it depends if you. You know, I guess he don't, when, buy, he don't buy it, and they go right. He's dead now. He's bought that coffin. Yeah, just sling him in the ground. He's he, he not going to use it. No, no, he but still I guess uses it's, it. It's usually bought by somebody else, isn't it? Like if you mm. died tomorrow, you've not bought your own coffin, have you? What if I have? I mean, I haven't. <laughs> no, exactly, you haven't. So I guess. Like, I would have to do it at a time or whatever. We'd have to go and buy one. So we buy your coffin. Yeah. But you... But then oh, we wouldn't be using it, If you're not in a sort of funeral plan, then yeah, the buyer doesn't use it. I got yeah, you. Yeah, that's okay. what they need to add to that, really. They said, the yeah, maker doesn't want to, it, the buyer doesn't use it, the user doesn't use it. If you're it. not in a funeral plan. As long as you're not in a funeral plan. That sort of spoils it brackets. slightly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might give it away a little bit as well. <laughs> time. You sure it's not time? <laughs> You know, I think the thing that people tune into us for, Steve, are the big news. The yeah, big news yeah, stories. we're the news guys, aren't we? You yeah. know, over the years we've obviously we've obviously covered uh, Trump and Brexit, mm. COVID, yeah. pandemic. Yeah. You know, I think we've always got something interesting to mm. uh, to say yeah. and add. Obviously, big news story this week with the uh, the Conservative leadership debates, election, yeah, debates, and all uh, that, wasn't it? Yeah. Got all that going on. Um, but I think the main headline, I think, I'd, something I. would I do, and, and some of the other radio stations, not to name and shame, but Radio mm. 5, LBC, you know, yeah. uh, talk, talk radio, they don't deal with these stories like we do, Steve. No, not, not in the same way, I don't think. Uh, so big headline this week, and sorry if this triggers anybody, uh, but this is the headline. Uh, a man who hasn't stopped farting after eating ham roll five years ago sues for £200,000. Okay, it's a big news story. Big okay. news, yeah. big news. He- uh, the man is from Chippenham in Wilshire. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, he went, um, he visited a Christmas market in Birmingham with his wife. Right, okay. Uh, yeah. And children back in 2017, where he picked up the snack. But within hours, things started to go south for the 46 year old who was mm-hmm. uh, hit by cramps, fever, vomiting, and diarrhea, with his lawyers telling High Court that he was bedridden for the next five weeks. Oh, dear. That's his ordeal was far from over. Yeah. Uh, and lawyer Robert Parkin said his client was sick for months with excessive flatulence still blighting him five years on. Oh dear! Well, what from one sausage from a one? one this is ham roll here. What's a ham roll? Is it just like a roll with some sliced ham on it? Is that what a I ham mean, roll is? I guess so. I mean, I mean if you go to a Christmas it? market, you would you'd have a breakfast, wouldn't you? I mean, you'd have a breakfast. You, you can yeah. get a ham roll anywhere. Yeah, I mean, also you take it. You, you're taking your life into your own hands, aren't you? If you're buying anything out of a, a shack. Yeah, you know a shack I mean? without a meat. Th- well, no, it's like a big sort of massive chain thing cooked over some coals. Mm. They move them around a bit. That one's, I think's done. That one's 46, well, though. You've been fighting for five years. I mean, that's just yeah, being a that's, bloke, isn't it? That's all through the pandemic as well. You know what I mean? He's been oh, waiting. gosh. He's probably been trying to get this, you know, this trial up and running. And he's like... I bet his More. family and friends have been happier, the two-metre rule. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Thank God for But he's been going, you all right? And he's like, yeah, not really. This COVID thing is really put, pays to me. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, I'm going to go again. It's really put pays to me, uh, you know, get the trial. Well, the farts are apparently so bad they're affecting his sleep. Uh, the claimant continues to suffer from excessive is. flatulence. I bet they're just affecting is. his wife's sleep as well <laughs> yeah. and the kids. 
It caused him a great deal of embarrassment. Uh, the symptoms are primarily fatigue, uh, altered bowel functions. Uh, mm. I mean, five years on, the claimant's stomach continues to make f- uh, frequent churning noises to the extent his sleep uh, comes disrupted. Um, the unfortunate farter uh, claims uh, claims he contracted salmonella from, a, from the BAP and says market operator, the Frankfurt Christmas Market Limited, should pay more than £200,000 in compensation. However, the company denies... £200,000? That's what he pounds. wants. Yeah, that's what he wants. So what he's saying is that's what's worth his embarrassment. Wow, well, yeah. Uh, but they said there was no salmonella bacteria at the Hamhock stall. Okay, well. Uh, the, the, the case went before Judge uh, Master Mark Gidden at the High Court last week for a hearing to plan a future trial of the claim. Uh, so the, the damages claim would be more than £200,000, potentially considerably more, given the ongoing effects on him. So, crikey, yeah. big. And also he might get fined for... Contempt of court as well when he's in there and they're doing the summing up and he's going, Sorry, no, please, can you keep silent. I think I, I can't see the well, we'll see what happens when it, when it goes mm. to trial, of course. Um, but I can't see the judge, it's a, it's a, it's unprecedented, yes, it is. And I it think is, really, if you it? start giving, if you start pinpointing reasons for men in their 40s farting, mm. well, do you want money for that? Yeah. Oof. Suddenly, I mean you, that's going to bankrupt the country, isn't it? If every everyone over forty who farts decides, yeah, they need a bit right. of a payout. You know what I mean? I think there's, I think it's a, it's a, it's a dangerous precedent to set there for the for the judge. Uh, but I'll be, I'll be certainly watching uh, that uh, that trial with it with a keen eye, mm. Steve, um, yeah. because uh, I've got to say there's a fair few uh, Sunday dinner uh, companies that are going to be taken to court if if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've got Martin Moore on uh, this morning, a very funny comic, good pal of mine. Martin, you're heading up to Edinburgh Festival? I am indeed, yes. I'm going up uh, starting on the 4th, so 4th of August, so yeah, um, yeah soon, very soon. And what's the show called? Well, I'm taking three shows this year, uh, but my main stand-up show is called The Antidote. The Antidote, I like it, in, cur- mm. in these current times. Yeah, is- so it's, it's kind of... Um, I, the show. The idea of the show is people bring me their problems, and I gave them give them the antidote for it. I give them oh, the solutions. I like it. We do a bit of that on this show, don't we, Steve? We try yeah, and fix people. Yeah, we're rubbish at it, but yeah. I hope you're better than, than we are at it. <laughs> well, it's on it's untested so far, so we'll see. So is that 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 that's a show that can be different every night then? Yeah, so what, what I like to do at Edinburgh, you know, because it's the hour-long shows, mm. what I like to do is I like to have the, the start section written as mm. written material and the end part written as the like the big finish part. Yeah. And then the bit kind of in the middle, I like that to be live. I think the whole yeah. thing of, of comedy is the liveness of it. And with Edinburgh, because you get your own room for an hour, you get freedom that you don't normally get in the clubs, I find. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's so, what you mean. Well, yeah, they, 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 there's a, there's a, it's it's long form comedy as well, isn't it? That people are prepared to listen without chipping in, calling your names as they, as they can do in the clubs. Yeah, and 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 they also, I find that the thing I value in in stand up most of all is those little magic moments that that wouldn't happen if that if that audience weren't there and yeah. you know you we didn't know what was going to happen in it I, I really like those little moments and and i think edinburgh it, it gives you more chance than like on a club night where every you know mm. normally you get on at 
11 o'clock at a, in a comedy club and everybody's had quite a lot of booze and that yeah. has its own has its own charm but um but yeah edinburgh <laughs> i'm on it i'm on at 7 30 they'll be brilliant they'll probably be quite sober um able to chat to them it's a nice room so yeah i'm kind of looking i'm really looking forward to it actually and you say you're doing three shows then so what, what are the other ones that, you, that you're taking up yeah so i because of edinburgh um because it's such a big do, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And only once a year. I always take a few shows up. So um, this year, uh, I've got three shows. First one is uh, the Circus Sonus Family Show. So it's myself and a fella called Logie. Mm. And we've just been on a UK tour, actually. It's a, 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 it's a circus show. It's a, a, a juggling show. Oh, brilliant. Fam- family friendly. So we're yeah. doing, taking that up. Then I've got my stand-up show. And then at 10 o'clock, Logie and I again have got a show called Dirty Tattooed Circus. And it's nice. a proper full-on adult show, lots of dangerous stuff. Again, that's just been on tour recently. Yeah. Um, oh, we were in the Lowry, was probably the nearest to, to yeah, your yeah. neck of the woods. And, um, yeah, and it's, that's a really fun show. We, we've done that um, the last couple of years. Brilliant. Uh, during Fringe fringe times, and, yeah, should be good fun. That sounds great fun. Great fun. You're going to be knackered by the end of August. Well, yeah, who knows? Um, so coming, coming back for last last year, we only did three days because right. of the, all the the uh, COVID oh, yeah, related course, stuff. Yeah. So yeah, who knows? But I I think it's going to be good. There's a proper buzz around the comedy circuit about. Yeah, it feels um, it. Edinburgh. Feels it. Yeah. I mean, you've been doing stand up for a long time. In fact, you've done stand up with our with with our Steve Edge. Yes. Back in the yeah. day, a long long yeah. time ago. Sorry, long, drilling long the, drilling the, the last, hotel to bits. When's the I haven't done it for about. 15 years, so that's how long ago it was. Wow, yeah. You, do you not fancy coming back and giving it a go again? No, it's all my material's out of date now. No one remembers who John Major is, do they? Still be Man, <laughs> writing all it, new stuff. It might literally have come back round again. I, um, yeah. so I, I don't normally, um, so with my circus stuff, so I've been doing my circus stuff since the um, early 1980s, and uh, a couple of years ago I did a circus festival in Australia, and the all the young all the young acts were all really impressed with my juggling tricks. I couldn't understand what it was, and then I realised it was they were so old that they were new to them. <laughs> yeah, it's come full circle. Yeah, Steve, bring that Kiora stuff back. Oh, it's belter. <laughs> the Kiora stuff is belter. Kiora stuff. <laughs> great guy. Great guy. Well, Martin, best of luck up in Edinburgh. Where can people buy tickets? So tickets are online at the uh, from the Edinburgh Fringe website. That'd be the easiest way to go yep. about it. And um, yeah, that e- easy as that. If they just put easy in uh, put in Martin Moore, they'll find me. And uh, yeah, come along see a show. And it's more M O R when you're uh, doing M-O- a little M O R for the for the stand up one. So it's Circus Sonus for the family show. Um, Martin Moore for my show and Dirty Tattooed Circus for the Brilliant. adult circus show. Brilliant. All right, mate. Best of luck. Have a great, great Edinburgh Festival. Nice one. Nice to talk to you guys. See you later. Cheers, Martin. Bye. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where music matters. Oh, just had an absolute... You know, you just... You've not got this yet with your little ones. No, How old is no. he now? He's six. He's six, yeah. So they're still mm. delightful. Well, At six. And yeah, yeah. they have their moments, don't get me wrong. Mate, yeah. my daughters, my eldest daughters are about to turn 13. Oh, dear. oh my god! Teenagers. Yeah, I mean, I've got a genuine theory, right? Mm. That because you know, like you're looking at your six-year-old now, and even I look at my uh, nine-year-old, my six-year-old, and my four-year-old, right? I look at them, 
and the idea that one day they won't be, you know, they won't be here in this house, or yeah. you know, and even I might, might even not know where they are. You know I mean, they might be out with mm. friends. They might be, it might be two or three days. You know, they might not even ring me. Like me and my mum and dad. I ring them, you know, maybe once a week or whatever, you know, check in. Yeah. yeah. Don't know what they're up to. You know, we know, you know exactly what Hal's doing pretty much every minute of every day. Even if yeah. you're away, yeah, you're exactly. still yeah. aware. And so the idea of not having that is like, it actually breaks your heart a little bit. You're like, t- you know, tears form at the idea of that. This little beautiful creature not being part of your life at 24-7. So how do we deal with that as parents? How do we move on with our lives yeah, and, and yeah. do that? That's what the teenage years are created for, Steve. Exactly, so what nature yeah. does, evolution does, is it turns them into a little, I'll give you, I'll let you fill in the blank, mm, yeah, for out, yeah. five or six years. So by the mm. time they get to 17, 18, 19, Independence thinking, and all that, yeah. Thank God they've gone. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only my explanation. Yeah, that's like it was like Greek philosophy. That was, that, yeah. You know, where you'd worked all that out. Yeah, I've worked it out. That's what the teenage years are for. So they're actually it's actually evolution to make us to to break us care less care less when they do one. Yeah, because I've just had an argument with my daughter, um, where I had to I even said the thing that I don't like doing. We're going on holiday next week, and um, I asked her to go up to a room. And get her and sort out. I said, go through your wardrobe and get all your summer clothes out. Mm, yeah. Now, I'm going to pack them. I'm going to carry them. You know, I've paid for the flight. Like, I've done everything else. Just I bought them. Yeah. All yeah. I need you to do is find your summer clothes and take yeah. them. Firstly, well, they're not here. They're at mum's, she said. That was the first thing. I said, well, that's not true. So, because, yeah, all my clothes end up, end up there. Uh, well, how? What are you doing? Leaving here but coming back naked? What are you on about? It's on a cycle, yeah, isn't it? Happened, I would have seen this. I yeah. would have noticed this yeah. if you were all getting in the car naked every, da- every time. We're just taking suitcases full of clothes. Yeah. You know, you'd seen it. You'd have seen it. I'd have noticed it. I'd have noticed it. There's always, there's always a thing with um, like uh, two families or you know, divorced parents or whatever where if you've bought something really nice for your kids and they go to wear it to your... To the other out. I mean, I'm stays, I'm quite... That stays here, yeah. I'm yeah, quite yeah. chilled about it, but, the, but there has been moments where I'm a bit like, are you wearing that? Yeah. Mm, okay, right. Oh, we should come yet. back in it. Yeah, but I just said the um, I said the thing I hate saying when you so refer to your own childhood. I was like, you get three holidays a year. Sometimes I had yeah. none, nothing, none holidays, no holidays. I went down that route. Yeah. I had summer clothes. I just had clothes. Yeah, they weren't thinner in the summer or thicker no. in the winter. They were the same they clothes. They were just clothes. That's all I yes. had. And they weren't yeah. even mine. They were my uncles who passed them on down I to me. I didn't even have a full jacket. I had a body warmer. It's a jacket <laughs> without any arms on it. And I had to wear that in all weathers. When it rained, my arms get soaked. <laughs> oh, it's so stressful. It's so stressful. I hate it. I hate it. Because you don't want to waste any of your time. That's what I tried to say to him. I don't want to waste any of my time arguing. I'm fun. Yeah. I'm fun, guys. I'm the fun Can guy. Can everyone just agree that I'm fun? <laughs> Can't we all just have fun in this house? <laughs> Where's the fun gun? I'm the fun guy. Laugh. <laughs> 
Oh, so oh, can hear us stomping about upstairs. I tell you what's amazing when you show them that, um, which is, and it's still so relevant when you when you show your teenage kids the um, Kevin and Perry turning into a teenager oh, still relevant. sketch. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. I mean, literally, I hate you. They literally say these phrases. It's not fair. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. have you heard yourself? You're literally a comedy sketch. Oh, anyway, I feel better now for getting off my chest. I got it, H. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. Now, last week we had a chat about um, sort of weird and freaky things that your kids have said and done. Yeah. Um, it sort of reminded me a little bit of uh, afterwards, because I did, um, I did uh, uh, Danny Robbins' podcast on BBC Sounds. Oh, uncanny. The uncanny, yes. So I popped on there and told him my story about when my daughter saw the... Like the ghost behind me in that dressing room oh, that time. The dead actor, yeah. Yeah, do you remember that? Weird. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. told it and it got uh, got quite a big response on, online. People still messaging me, me about it now. Um, so I just thought, I'm going to go th- back through these uh, responses because there's some absolute crackers uh, on uh, from the, my Facebook. Uh, Lindsay Dove says, uh, when my daughter was little, she used to tell me about a past life. She told me that her and her family had gone on holiday and had been to see some turtles on the way back. They were on a bus, it crashed, and she fell out of her sea and banged her head, fell asleep, and then she woke up here. That's creepy. I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. They really get to the nub of it, don't they? They really do. Um, It's all there, isn't it? Yeah. What's it called when you've lived before? What's that? Reincarnation. Reincarnation, yeah. Yeah. The Buddhists believe in that, don't they? Mm, I've often thought, like, you know that phrase, you only live once, do you think that's offensive to Buddhists? Yeah. Well, they've dis- also they have, like, a, a seven stages of enlightenment, don't they? And you move oh, slowly yeah. along the path of enlightenment. A bit like Strike It Lucky. You move <laughs> across. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's the Buddhists. And the good thing about the Buddhists is they're very peaceful people, so oh, yeah. you're never going to upset them, which is good, because they can't, but you can't upset them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I do often think, I often, when, I, when I hear it on the telly, you only live once, I go, hey, mate. Have a bit of respect there. Yeah, come on, Buddhists. Think of the Buddhists. Uh, Helen uh, says, My daughter, when she was about seven one night, screamed, He's in my room! He's in my room! Help me! I went upstairs as quickly Imagine as I can. That, yeah. Imagine how terrified that would be as you, as you ran up the stairs. Um, it was a Mr. Potato Head staring right at her. <laughs> That's what did it. At least you can wow. just take the eyes out. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Maybe that's what had happened. Maybe the eyes had fallen out. <laughs> yeah. Got lost. Uh, Nick Heaton says, My three-year-old granddaughter, whenever they arrived home in the car, she asked my daughter who the man was in the bedroom window next door. There has never been a man living next door to them while they've been there, just a lady and her mother. Oh, who is the man in the Who's window? Who's the man then? in the window? Oh, oh kids, man. No. There was a point in this house, we're, and we're in like an old Victorian house anyway um where my son just refused to go in the living room well just there was some bad energy in there he, he was like in. no i don't want to go in there and then my nana came around one time and she um she kept asking about the kids choir that was at the bottom of the stairs oh the choir <laughs> it's like at the bottom of the stairs what? yeah okay. uh i was like oh, okay oh, okay that's oh. enough i don't know if they were in cahoots those two um, Julie Forster says, uh, my now 10-year-old once asked if I had fixed premium bonds to help with finance as I kissed him goodnight. He was what? three at the time. 
fixed premium bond. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know what they I don't are. know what premium bond is either. Yeah. With the finance... I mean, I can understand why a three-year-old might be worried about financial oh, yeah. security, but... Yeah, well, it's energy crisis you know what going on. Pre- There's all sorts. Premium bond is. I don't know. It's yeah, weird, that's not the sort of thing you would have picked up from a cartoon. That's not mentioned in Scooby-Doo, <laughs> is it? Or the <laughs> no. Octonauts. Where's he got that from? <laughs> oh, that's weird. It must be... Maybe an advert... Maybe an advert between yeah, cartoons. Yeah, maybe it was maybe. an advert going, Do, have you got fixed premium bonds? You need to get them now. And he went, oh, I've yeah. been if we've got them. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what probably happened. what it is, yeah. I, I'd hope so anyway. But still a weird thing. My three-year-old um, was once uh, shouted at me and said, Daddy, you're on the telly. And when I went in, it was an advert for a beast, um, a year to save my life. <laughs> and it was just a bloke with dark hair. Yeah. Just also, like melted into his sofa. And that... Mm. And, she was like, oh, you're on the telly, Daddy. But I, and I looked at him, and you know, you look at him, you're like, does he know, does he, does he genuinely think that's me because I'm a it's, large it, bloke with dark hair? No, yes, yeah, so it's dark hair sometimes, maybe. Or is he just having a go? Or is he going, right, I've got Because when here. my family went to, to Benidorm years ago, they went to like Alicante, and, and there's a little, uh, outside the bar we used to film in Benidorm, there's a picture of all the people, you know, in the show and all pictures and stuff. And there's a picture of me and my son went, oh, look, there's Daddy. And then he went, oh, there's Uncle Jason. It was John Chalice. John Chalice, Marlene. <laughs> yeah, it was John Chalice. He was convinced <laughs> it was you. So I don't know what is there because it's not a beard. It's, maybe it's the hair. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's just John the Chalice. star quality. Maybe he's just seen star quality. I mean, he's four at the time. so Maybe, maybe he's just seen like, it just oozes out of people like me and Chalice. Mm, maybe it's that. I reckon it's probably that. Yeah, okay. He, know, he knows a star when he sees one, your hell. Mm, that's what it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is your, your boy doesn't really do any of these sort of things, does he? He's... No, he doesn't really say weird stuff. He, no. He sort of, he, he's at that age when he talks about death a lot, you know what I mean? Everything. Who you die? Oh. When you oh. die? And you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Like my parents aren't around. I told him once. And mm. and then you'll be like, two weeks later, you'll be doing something like, you know, the toaster will be broken. And you go, are you sad because your parents died? And you go... No, this, no, this is the toaster. <laughs> oh, bless they sort of get it. They have to try and get through it, don't they? Try and work out what it all means. Yeah. Funny, isn't it, that? It's good that he's empathetic, though. It means he's oh, not yeah, a psychopath. very empathetic. Yeah, yeah. Good. good. No, he's never said that. He's very, <laughs> very empathetic. <laughs> that would be a bit harsh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be harsh. But no, I know what you mean. There's a, there's a weird moment. I, re- I specifically remember a moment when I was like maybe eight or nine. Maybe younger, I don't know. But I remember lying in bed one night. And something popped into my head, maybe like some like a neighbour's rabbit had died. Mm. Something like that, you know, something random. And I just thought, oh, that's sad, that, because you saw that rabbit every day and now it's not there. And then, then you have a moment where you're like, oh, yeah, what, about, what happened to that guy? And then you, then you think of a human, or, you know, relative or whatever. And yeah. then, you think, then you think about your parents, you go, oh, my parents won't be here. And then there's a moment that's like, it hits like a ton of bricks where you go... Well, it's like overwhelming, yeah. Oh, my God, one day... I, I won't be here. I remember going downstairs sobbing to mm. my dad at the idea. I was more bothered about me dying, but yeah, still yeah. I was, but you it know. Made it made it look like you cared about him. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. ultimately a selfish yeah. thing. But it's a lot going on in little, in a little brain, isn't it? You know, when yeah. you're trying to... So you can see why these sort of things yeah, crop yeah. up, uh, you know, because it's just, they're, they're just trying to make sense of the world. Uh, Julie Kennedy says, we were driving through the countryside when my three-year-old daughter took a breath and said, oh, that's the house I used to live in where I was grown up. Get out of the car. Get out there. <laughs> Pull up. Well, you yeah. can go and get in there, there right now well, as you well. See if you, all your, your weird old dead family is still in there. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Off you pop.
<laughs> I think the school would understand. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Why is, it, why is your daughter not coming to school? Right, we were driving in the countryside, miss. Right, really, really creepy place it was, right? <laughs> there was an house. It was all boarded up, all the windows were smashed. And she said, that's where I used to live with my other family. So naturally, we just dropped her off and drove away. <laughs> Understandable. Bye. Yeah, that's OK. Well, we'll just take a name off the register. Thank you very much. Music matters. Uh, Tanya Doyle says, My uh, twins were two. My son used to stand in his cot staring at the wall. I asked him what was going on. He said, John went back into the wall. That's where John lives. Okay. Who's John? Mm hmm. John, and John is. John is. Who's exactly a person is John? or. Um, uh, what is. What, what shape is John? Is he a person? Is he a wolf? <laughs> is he a ghost? What, what, just, just for, you know, reference. That reminds me when I was. Um, babysitting my little brother. So my youngest brother, Niall, is, well, gosh, he's like 22 now, but when he was about, I don't know, two or three, uh, he's upstairs in his room, and me and my brothers would uh, manage to work out this thing where we'd go, like through the baby monitor, we'd go, good night, Niall, and there'd be a bit of a pause, and then he'd go, good night, wall. Nico, what a Nico, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did that for ages. Great fun. Great fun. Uh, Lauren says, My son asked me what the little girl was called that lived with us. I said, Your sister's called Lois. You know that. He said, No, not that little girl. The one that wears old clothes and waves to me when dad opens the loft. Get out! Get out this house! Get out! Get out this house and board up the loft right away. <laughs> So the dad opens the loft, the kid looks in, there's a girl up there in old clothes waving. Waving at him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah. No, oh, no, no, no. Do you know what? Nah, you're in the loft with What are you moving together? Are you going up the loft? I'll see you in a bit. Nah, me. Nah, nah me. Nah, me. <laughs> kid nah. needs to go. And that kid is in care now. Bye. He's gone. <laughs> I couldn't be dealing with that. No. Oh, that actually sent a little shiver when I was reading it. Because I, I often read these the first, like, the first time I say them is the first time I've read them a lot, these. Oh, the loft of all the places the to see loft. a waving old dress child. Yeah. The fridge, I'd have took the fridge, car, yeah, fridge. anything. Yeah. The loft. Yeah. Because yeah. we know it's Not full good. of monsters anyway. Mm, monsters and spiders. That big Terrifying. water tank with a brick in it and a dead spider. That's what's in every loft. Ooh. Um, some great ones this morning from uh, parents who've uh, had freaky moments with their kids, uh, like Natalie Blake, who says, my son asked me if I remembered when he lived in Japan before I was his mummy and the other lady was his mummy. Okay. No, what I don't remember this. Can you well, tell me more about it? Yeah, no, tell me less about it. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. not mention it again. Pauline says, my five-year-old told us every night that there was a man in his bedroom. We thought he'd got some serious sixth sense and tried to ignore it, uh, ignore it, telling him it's okay, just tell the man to go away. This went on for months until we realised it was his own shadow on the wall that he could see. Oh, he's not, he's not psychic, he's thick. Yeah. That's what's happened there. there. Shadows work. Oh, yeah, that's, that would be a real it's, relief for the parents, though, wouldn't it? I bet it was, I bet it was. Uh, Catherine Poole says, my daughter once said that the man that talks to her at night has left since she told him he was making her sad. He just went, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I, that's okay. the sort of thing, if I was mid-dinner, I'd just, I'd just carry on eating and just ignore. Yeah, I forced, yeah, just force the food down. Really, like, <laughs> bury, the, bury the trauma. 
<laughs> Chewing that a lot, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I am a little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about this one from Catherine? My daughter once said to me, do you remember when I was your grandma and now I'm your little girl? Oh, get out, get out, get out. <laughs> I mean, I can't even work that out why you would say that. <laughs> oh, my God. What about this one from Ian? I'm walking, to, walking my daughter to school when she's not long started reception class. Anyway, she ran off next to a busy road. I explained that she ran up, got run over. She'd be in a lot of pain or even worse, dead, and she wouldn't see me or her mummy ever again. Her response was, it's okay, Daddy. If I die, I'll just come back again like I did last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's wrong with these kids? Man? What is wrong with them? What's wrong with them? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, no, 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 no. Lindsay Warmer says, my daughter was playing in the garden, talking to herself. My nana died months before. I don't like the way this is going, Steve. Already, I'm not liking this. She's in, in the garden conf- on her own, and nan's just died. Let's yes. move on. <laughs> she was confused being three years old, as you imagine. Yeah. We asked her who she was talking to. She said, it's nanny with a baby. She was mm. holding uh, Glenis, a little baby. I learned that Glenis was my nan's baby daughter who had died. Amazing. Oh. To this day, it's not scary, but freaky in a beautiful way. That is weird, because it's not, a, it's an unusual name as well. Glenis, yeah. Kids don't make stuff up like that, do they? They can't make stuff up. They've not got that good imagination. I mean, no, 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 no. No. Okay, Steve, I know you're by yourself in a hotel room. Oh, here we go. On. What's going on now? Come on. Amber says, my daughter, when she was younger, woke up screaming, shaking and crying. So I put her in with me and we were facing each other. She started crying again with her eyes wide open. I said, what's wrong, sweetheart? She said, mummy, the old man is behind you. Oh, <laughs> no. I, th- I think you really need to start sleeping in your own bed, sweetheart. Come on, let's put you back. Let's put you back. No, because no, it's not good. You know, we all like a cuddle, but let's get you back in there. I'm just going to shut the door as well. I might lock it. Just, I'm just going to lock it. Ooh. Shivers. Freaky kids. God love them. Hit me with your best fact. Yeah. Fire away. Yes, Steve. Banging it out. Yes, yes, yes. Funny, isn't it? Like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you'd have been able to release that. Yeah, That'd be number one. I know. I just, you know I mean? I'm still holding out hope. So put some sleigh yeah. bells on it. Maybe a Christmas number one. <laughs> could be. Could be. Uh, if you want to play this game, all you got to do is email me, Jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. If you send me a fact that is so good, it makes me and Steve want to Google it, find out more. Uh, we love being able to slip them into conversation as yeah. well, so they're like nice and punchy. Um, if you do and you win, you could win yourself a Jason Manford Show mug, thanks to our pals at Disney+. Plus. All right, let's get cooking. Chris Gallagher says, I have a best fact that you and your friends at Disney+, Plus will appreciate. Oh, I see he's gone Ooh, down the corporate okay. route here. He's going down the corporate route, yeah. Okay, let's see. Getting, uh, I see what he's done there, Chris. He's, sort of got, he's tried to go they over They don't have a saying who we choose, though, no, do no. they? You know what no, I mean? Disney have yeah. nothing to do with that respect. They, they respect Respect our decision. Mm, um, we do. So Chris says uh, Doritos were originally invented at Disneyland when a salesman saw a cafe throwing out some stale tortillas. He suggested frying them instead. Oh, so that's where that came from, is it? Look at that. I'm surprised they're not called Disney Doritos or something. Then that's, that's very, very unlike the Disney Corporation. Mm, yeah. To not make them their own. Tortilla chips have been around before the Doritos, haven't they? Or, or were they the first ones? Well, I, I guess they were throwing out tortilla chips. Uh, yeah, and they went, And then this them. guy said, why don't you fry them? And that's how he invented okay. the Dorito. So, 
Not bad, not bad, not bad start. And I like the little link to Disney there with them being the uh, sponsors of the show. Fair play. Stephen Francis says, one of the ingredients needed to make dynamite is peanuts. A fact to go with your combustible pistachio nuts from last yes. week. Yes, yes. It's a dangerous. Good. It's a dangerous nut, isn't it? The peanut. Well, I mean, they often say, like you know, people have allergy for nuts. We didn't realise it was blowing them up. No, but this, they can blow up. You can choke on them. You can have an allergy to them. You can Seems burn yourself worth with it. the oil off them. I mean, I'm just going to stick to almonds. I think, I think too so. dangerous. I'm too gonna dangerous. Just, I'm going to stick to toffee crisp. Yeah. Well, have, they got, have they got any peanuts in there? Then? Not a one. Yeah. Okay. That's the way. Because yeah, you don't want to mag. You know, like a, a marathon. Could it explode, couldn't it, Snickers? A marathon? <laughs> what, year are you, what year are you from? 1986. <laughs> it comes straight here. It was when I was your granddad, Jason. Yeah. Get out. You remember. <laughs> Scott Collins says, did you know you can tell the temperature of measuring cricket chirps? Okay. Well, you can tell the temperature by measuring cricket chirps. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, okay. just count the number of chirps in 14 seconds. Add 49 to get the temperature. The number you will get will be an approximation of the outside temperature. To convert cricket chirps to degrees Celsius, count the number of chirps in 25 seconds, divide by three, then add four to get the temperature. Oh, I, just got, I just get an app on my phone. I mean, Scott, yeah. you've really... But also, like, how? you need to know how many crickets are there. Because if there's three of them and they're all chirping at different times... But I think you, they don't they chirp in unison. Do they chirp in time, do they? I feel, I feel like they do, yeah. I'm still going to get the app. I mean, so, so, I just... What was it, dividing? I mean, who's got the time? I mean, already. How are you going to remember that when you're out in the middle of a field, Scott? Yeah. Any, Imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's a good one if you're camping this summer and you can throw it in, but you've got to really remember yeah, but, the but conversion. Go, well, yeah, because we go, what are you talking about? And you go, and you remember the conversion, you say it to them, and they go, no, that can't be right. And then you go, it's just 22 degrees. And then somebody will get the phone out and go, no, oh, you're right, it is 22 degrees. And you just go, should have just done it on the phone. <laughs> should have just got your phone out, yeah. yeah. just got your phone out originally. So number of chirps in, how did anyone find this out? Number of chirps in a what? In a minute, was it? In, no, in 14 seconds. So you've already I mean, got to get you what? You've already got to get your phone out to use the At clock. At least do it in 10 seconds, yeah, because then it can divide it by stuff. But 14 seconds. 14 seconds. And also, you can't count two things at the same time. You no, can't so be counting chirps so and your 14 phone seconds. You've got your phone out for the stopwatch, right? You've ignored the app. You've got your phone out for... Hang on. Get, hang on. Let's say that's about... Okay. Um, I wasn't counting. I was looking at the stopwatch. <laughs> no, because I was counting 14. <laughs> Makes no sense, Scott. You bamboozled us with numbers there. Uh, he does throw a second one in, though, to say ice okay, pops okay. were invented in 1905 by an 11-year-old. Really? Oh, See, that's, that's more like it. That's better. That's better. That's more like it. We can, we can use that because we use ice pops a lot. And actually, some of my kids... I was going to say, some of my kids are 11. One of my kids is 11. So I could... Um, that's hey, do you know what? A kid your age invented the ice pot. What have you done? Yeah, what have you Can't done? Can't find with your yourself? own summer clothes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, David says male mice are scared of bananas. Okay, We've, we might have just jumped the shark there. <laughs> male mice are scared of bananas, <laughs> not female mice. Nope, just the male ones. Okay, oh, I'm intrigued. I want to know that, more about I that. I wonder if it's got that? something to do with spiders. Maybe they don't like spiders. You know, there's always spiders and big bunches of bananas. But yeah, why just the males? Yeah. Mm, I don't, don't know. know. Matt Price, love the show. Normally listens to podcasts in the gym. He's a gym guy. He's like oh, me, yeah. Steve. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's you're a like. gym guy. Is he on your WhatsApp group? He might be. 
Mm-hmm. He might be able to, be. It's a big group. It's a big group. Um, he often ends up looking like an idiot laughing to himself. Uh, well, you are if you're laughing at this show. I don't think we've said anything funny in two and a half years. But yeah, thanks yeah, very yeah. much. <laughs> a person who comes from West Orton near Bolton mm. is known as a Q-Yed, which is Lancashire dialect for cowhead. Uh, according to a local legend, a farmer found one of his cows with its head stuck in a five-bar gate, and in order to free it, he sawed off the cow's head instead of sawing the gate. <laughs> so it's not a compliment, then? No, it doesn't sound like it. Sounds it. Like, I mean, it cowhead. Like, cowhead. Yeah, sounds cowhed. like you're saying you're yeah, a bit stupid. It's scouse, isn't it? It's cowhed. I don't know how you'd... Cowhed. How you'd yed, cowhed, wasn't it? Yed. Yed, cowhed. Yed. Yeah. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, hamsters are illegal in Hawaii, according to Scott. Okay. That's like something off Boulder Dash again. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> the board game. Uh, hamsters are illegal in Hawaii. Why was that? Illegal in Hawaii. Well, Hawaii. This is, that's all he's told us, Steve, because he wants you to mm. Google it. Sam Clements says there are three, oh, it's a, it's a big number, 3,118,976,564,000 ways of playing the first four moves by each side in a game of chess. Oh, is that? Okay. 318 billion. That seems very excessive, doesn't it? I can, I, I reckon I think of, I'm thinking of about six, I think. No, I think I don't, of about I think six, of six just off the top of my head. Uh, seven, maybe seven if you, um, like, mm. knock them off. Yeah. <laughs> knock them off the ball. Accidentally knock them off, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, uh, and oh. Paula Eldridge says, did you know that President John Quincy Adams adopted an alligator as a pet, kept it in a bathtub in the White House and used it to scare guests? Okay, I like this. this I want to see photographic well. evidence, though. <laughs> when was he? Was he before photographs? I don't know. Who was it? Know. What was his name? Uh, John Adams. I think he was quite early on. Okay, so I'm going to have a little recap and we're going to pick yeah. a winner. So right. we've got uh, Doritos were invented at Disneyland. Stephen Francis told us that dynamite contains peanuts. Scott bamboozled us with numbers to tell us that you can actually tell the temperature by measuring cricket chirps uh, mm. if you've got some sort of degree in maths, in maths. and astrophysics. Uh, David says male mice are scared of bananas. Matt Price told us uh, that uh, cowed or cowed uh, is mm. a, a Lancashire term uh, for the people of West Orton. Uh, hamsters are legal in Hawaii, according to Scott. Mm. 318 billion uh, ways of playing the first four moves by, uh, by Sam chess. in the game of chess. Okay. Yeah. And John Adams, former president of the United States, adopted an alligator and used it to scare guests. Steve. I think for the, what do you think? I think for the ease of, I, I want to know more about the cricket stuff, but I, th- the, I think we've got it all. I think it's mm. all there and it's not going to get any simpler the more we read no. it. No, I like and, the chess one, just because it's I like such the a chess high number. One, but we can't really say the number. It's hard, you know, you want a fact that you so can, what? I want to know <laughs> about the mice and the bananas. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Wow, are you going there, are you? Yes, because I think it's a fact that we can work out and go, oh, that's weird, and we can say it. It's like when the animals are weird mm. for 52 seconds the other 20, week. You know, 21 it was. Yeah. Yeah, well, I like to know these things. 21 seconds, I know that's yeah. a bloke I know who does the 52. 21 seconds to go. That's yeah. what they do, other, other weird 21 yeah. seconds to go. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. Uh, we'll give that one then to David Seberg, who has uh, told us that male mice are scared of bananas. we just itching to know more. If you want to join in on a future week, all you've got to do is email me best fact to Jason at Absolute Radio. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. I've actually already Googled male mice terrified of bananas. 
Oh, have you? What did yeah, it's a, it a chemical compound triggers a stressful response, according to scientists. Oh, is that when they eat? That's when they eat it. I just thought if you put one near it, they went, "Oh, banana!" I think it is. I think I think the the chemical compound comes. Yeah. All right. So they don't have to eat it. Just the smell of it or the. Well, they do that for gas, don't they? A banana. That's why they rot all the other fruit. They kill all the the sort of apples and pears and oranges, don't they? Mm, Okay. Look at that. That's been a prop. That's proper been researched. That. Not pair reviewed. I would hope. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Reviewed. Pair reviewed. Everybody. Forget it. Uh, look, the other week we had a fact, didn't we, that the, the Queen's favourite movie is Yellow Submarine. Oh, Yellow Submarine, the Beatles film, yeah. Mm. We, I'm still not Where sure about it. Where do we get the facts from with that? Is it, how, do, how do we know that that is the truth? Where she, you know, it's not like someone, she does shows and somebody sits there and goes, and what's your favourite film? And she goes, Yellow Submarine. Where yeah, did that come from? Yeah, it does seem an odd one, doesn't it? Well, yeah, yeah she's not like Barry Norman, does she? No. You know what I mean? Do her own chat, little, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but apparently uh, she understood that the, the Beatles were the hottest British export and um, and just loved and loved that one. But of all well, the things good. that the Beatles have done as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. Weird. Um, I, did, I was just looking at the top 20 films of all time. I, I, what, do you think she'd love any of these, Steve? Let's have a listen, let's have a listen. Right. Number, I mean, some of them are ra- random, isn't it? Seven Samurai. This is Samurai. the top 20 films of all time, is it? Top 20 films. Come to IMDb, top rated right. films of all time. Let's have a look if the Queen would S- like them. Seven Samurai. Yeah. Not sure. She don't think she'd be into that. Seven? Mm. Nah. No, she wouldn't like seven. I don't no. think so. I, I mean, box, obviously, no. back, in the, back in the history of her family... You know, there's a bit of history of people yeah, getting their jumps yeah. off and that. But yeah, but maybe that's a bit too close to home. A bit too know. close, yeah. yeah. Who knew? Might be a bit much, that. <clears throat> uh, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Now, I reckon that's that she'd be into that. She, she, she might be into that, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I reckon at times Buckingham Palace is a bit of a madhouse. A bit of a madhouse, yeah. You Somebody's I mean? ripped a sink out the wall, haven't they, thrown it at some yeah. point. It will have happened. Oh, I'm not sitting in the crown, but it's probably no, happened. 100%. Is Good King fellas? Ralph not in this list? King Ralph, King Ralph. Hey, maybe it's yeah. further up. I was just saying, because I think she'd like King Ralph. I think she'd you know. like King Ralph. I think it'd be a laugh, that, wouldn't it? John Goodman. Yeah. Suddenly yeah. becoming the King of England. John Hurt's in it, I think, as well. That's great. Uh, Goodfellas, I don't think she'd be into that. The Matrix, That's, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah you've, got to, you've got to really invest in that, the sequel, yeah. isn't there? Star Wars, Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I mean, you're going straight in on the second one of the originals, aren't you, there? Mm. You, is it? I don't know. Lord of the Rings. Oh, it's too long. She ain't got the time. No. no, no, busy, it's busy. I think so. Even my nana is like, uh, you know, she's ninety-eight now. She's she's mm. she's not watching anything that's like more than a three-parter. No, you you wouldn't know, would you? It's not yeah. worth the risk, is it? Missing the yeah. end. No, if you can do catch up, but you know, if you've got away mm. every week, you've got, oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Inception, Fight Club. Do you think she'd be into Fight Club? I don't think she'd like Fight Club. No, no. Forrest Gump. She'd like Forrest Gump. She might Gump. like Forrest Gump because it's got a bit of the historical section. She'd go, oh, I remember that bit. Yeah. Yeah. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Well, it's quite again quite long, quite a long it film. Yeah. Not a lot of talking though, so you could sort of you could do stuff. You could sort of. I mean, that sort of describes her describes her kids as well a little bit as well. <laughs> it does a little bit, yeah. It does a little bit, doesn't it? Various different times. Lord of the Rings again. Pulp Fiction. She could be into Pulp Fiction. She might like Pulp Fiction, yeah. That's the sort of thing. It's got, yeah. Bit, bit violent there for the Queen. I well, imagine she doesn't like the violence. I think she likes a good story. You know. Yes, I know what you mean. Hmm. 
Well, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, Schindler's List. That's. She, I reckon she's probably like a, an historical film. Uh, also, because she was like involved in the in the Second World War a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's yeah. Something there, isn't it? Um, Twelve Angry Men. Classic. Yeah, probably seen that. I've actually yeah. seen that. Yeah. Godfather yeah. Part Two. Godfather yeah. the first one. Oh, they're, they're, what, the two's better than the second one? Uh, no, the, the first one is, is higher up the, oh, okay. the list. Uh, the Dark Knight's in there as well. I don't think she'd be into The Dark Knight. No, she wouldn't like that. I mean, I wasn't mad on The Dark Knight. It's Jaws not in there. She's not like Jaws. Jaws is not in the top 20, mate. I think she'd like Jaws, the Queen. Mm. What about Shawshank yeah. Redemption? That's number one. Mm, it's nice, yeah. It's, it's a, a good nice, film, isn't it? Yeah, message and everything, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she might like Shawshank Redemption. Okay, so I reckon if we if it's we send her... It's hard to know, isn't it? Because she likes the Yellow Submarine, so you, going on that, <laughs> yeah, you, you just have to find a film similar to that, and there, there isn't that many. There's nothing. So, I don't know why I think you if can... you went online and, and selected yeah. Yellow Submarine as a film, and underneath it said, if it's you like this, you, you might also this, yeah. like... It would, it would just be blank, there'd be some just question marks. <laughs> the, the, the King's no Speech, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah she, she'd probably watch that. It was, you know. Mm. Mm. Tricky, tricky watch the queen. Tricky that. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. We're joined this morning uh, by uh, Britain's Got Talent star, John Courtney. Morning, John. Morning, Jason. Morning, Steve. How are you? Really well, thanks. Very, very Good. well. Uh, now, uh, people, well, you did, what, what year was your uh, BGT? It was the year that shall not be spoken of, 2020. It yeah. was 2020, oh, wasn't it? Because yeah. we, and your uh, Royal Variety performance, which I was the host of. That's right, yeah. There the was nobody one. there. <laughs> it was very strange. I was strange. the only one there. I was in the audience. I was the only one there. <laughs> Steve was there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Steve, I have this. I, I have this great, great story about you, Jason. When I was driving up for the rehearsal and my manager called and said, Jason would like your mobile number. Is that okay? And I said, yeah, of course. Thinking you were phoning up to sort of give me a pep talk and say welcome to the, well, because you'd done it a few times. Mm. And then you called and said, hey, John, you're the only person I know that's worked to a virtual audience. Have you got any tips? <laughs> I, was I was cracking up in the car, my wife next was, to me. That was, was unexpected. Like, that was a tough clues? Gig, wasn't it? Uh, mate, it yeah. was, wasn't it? I mean, to, yeah. for, for, the, for the Royals not to send anyone, or, I'm not even a corgi. <laughs> right, yeah. Just a Cor Zoom call with Charles, isn't it? Yeah. A corgi? I mean, not what? We couldn't even get Andrew. I mean, none of them. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, so, you, But you've been rocking it since then, of course. Uh, and that was a, a hell of a year to, to win BGT when you couldn't really capitalise on on the success of winning it. Yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit frustrating. I mean, the, the tour was delayed till 21, but that was obviously still affected by COVID. I mean, I had a great time. It was the first time I'd been out and people were buying tickets to see me. That was remarkable. So Amazing. it was a great experience. Amazing. Um, so yeah, you, go on. I, I was going to say, have you written a, a, a full new show then for Edinburgh? Well, pretty much. I mean, it's, yeah. it's utilising some of the old songs because it's the story of um, sort of during BGT, I was going through this cancer thing that we were kept yeah. quiet because, you know, BGT love a good story. And I, I'd hate the thought of that getting out and being getting sympathy votes. I mean, that would have been worse than actually having the cancer, I think. Wow. So, uh, so, you actually, yeah, we, we, so you won BGT without even the sad and you had a sad, sad story right in your back pocket. <laughs> I had a great sad story, yeah, yeah. I wasn't even slightly tempted though. I, 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 no, I mean, it, it's enough. a, t it's a TV show. At the end of the day, I get yeah, that. I know what you yeah. mean. Um, but I've been in this business for a while, and I didn't want to sort of win something like that on the strength of that. Plus, it was something that I wasn't handling very well. I wasn't very proud of how I was going through it. It was sort of mm. tip, tipping me over the edge quite a bit. Yeah, um, I bet. But ha 
having come through that and the the highs of BGT and then the Royal Variety and all the stuff of that combined with you know going through what I was going through inspired this. Well, it is it is a comedy show, and people think they're coming to see. It. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I know. As, we're used to that in Edinburgh. There was a there was about five years window of Edinburgh where every show contained somebody's dead dad. Oh, really? oh man, everyone had a dead dad. It was like, oh, dead dad, come on. Dead dad years, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, you know what I mean? So, but no, Edinburgh, but we're used to that in Edinburgh. We love really funny shows, a little bit of pathos, and yeah. then finish with, a, finish with a big one. But your show's called uh, Against the Odds, which is a yeah. great title. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think I was odds on to win, win the show until quite late on in the game. Um, mm. You know, I was up against, at one point there was an NHS singing nurse. I mean, you Oof. know, what chance do I have again? I know, no, that was tough. Forget about it. it. And then, um, yeah, that was, that was really tough. <laughs> Almost as bad as being up against, um, what was his name, the uh, Colin Thackeray. When, when you got a, a guy singing oh, to his dead yeah. wife, you know, a, a, a Chelsea yeah. pensioner singing to his dead wife. That's a tough act to follow. That's you know? tough, yeah. Um, That's really so hard, mate. For yeah. a, lo- a long time there, I was I wasn't odds on, and then I wasn't odds on either to get through the cancer stuff either. That was going pretty badly at one oh, point. Oh, really? So, or is it that yeah, serious? Wow. Yeah. Well, it started off as a melanoma, which is you know really common. It's just a mole, mm. and you get it cut out. But then it metastasized, which is a posh word for spread, into my neck. So they had to do a radical neck dissection and take this tumor out of my neck. Um, oh, so it was all it was all pretty horrible. But it was um, yeah against both odds. I sort of got through it. So I thought, well, there's Brilliant. an idea. There's an idea for a comedy show. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, that's what comedy is, isn't it? It's turning your own experiences. And also, exactly. you know, as we know, cancer is such a uh, thing that affects so many people. So if you yeah. can find a light way to to talk about it and and and, and get laughs out of it and stuff it's part of all our lives what yeah. are you hoping that the audience sort of take away from the show well that's, that's funny because somebody else asked me that after i'd written it and i didn't write it thinking of that at all i just wrote it as a story you know it's got a beginning a middle and end it's got mm. the, it's got the bgt stuff which people know about so it had some music in there but i've written a lot of new music for it and my tour promoter said you know what's the message i said i haven't I haven't written it with a message other than go and check your balls and your boobs and make sure if there's any lumps or moles, you get them checked out, you know, which was, yeah, yeah. wasn't happening during COVID. I mean, all the cancer no. cases were going up because people weren't going to their GP because they thought COVID was more important. Mm. Um, so I think that's, you know, even, even now, I think breast cancer cases check, are, are, yeah. are, are, are down 44% and not because they're not there. People aren't, yeah, being, people aren't checking. So that's, that's the simple check message. Your bitch. Check and each other's, I've always thought. Che- check yes. each other's. Yes. Let's absolutely. make it fun. Like a measles party. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If you just went, right, let's get a load of people in the room and everyone just go, ha, 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 ha. Okay, no, you're right. You know what I mean? Just, you don't have to do the noise. The noise yeah. probably... No. That's a, I think, you, I think yeah. you might have to be qualified, though. I don't, <laughs> ah, don't know. Nah, come on. Lump's a lump, innit? And that's why Jason's not a doctor. Yeah, that's why he's struck off. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. But that'll be great. So you've got an hour show. Uh, when can, where and when can people see this? Um, it's going to be at the Gilded Balloon, and it's. I'm only doing the first half of the festival. I'm, I'm we're sort of sharing the venue with the lead um, Lost Voice guy. Oh uh, yeah, it, brilliant. We had we, we had. I mean, venues this year are, are, are scarce. I oh, mean, yeah, people. It's, it's like two years worth of the festival. So well, even established, the accommodation is thousands. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, there's. It's that's crazy. I mean, I've, I've had to get somewhere decent because I'm taking the family up with me as well. So right, um, right. yeah, there's no way I'm making any money on this just after no, paying no, for the no. accommodation. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's so not six... why, that's not really why you do it, is it? I don't think. I've, no, I've never done it. It's I've a wonderful never... thing. It's yeah. a wonderful place. Yeah. It's a, and I've got to say, it's a great place to take the family. There's loads of shows for the kids. Even yeah. just wandering around the street, there's, st- there's enough to watch. Great food, uh, you know, great entertainment, 24-7 pretty much. And, uh, and, and so, you've, yeah, you've definitely done the right thing. So you, I think the way you've got to look at it, John, is a, it's a free holiday. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty you know much, what I mean? Yeah, Tickets yeah. sell well, then it'll yeah. pay for you and your, your family to have a nice holiday. And exactly. off the back of it, loads of new fans, loads of people fall in love with you. And uh, and obviously, you know, the idea of a couple of TV people and stuff like that. But for you, for you, you've just got such a strong um, set anyway. I mean, I've seen you a few times and it's just, it, it's so uplifting your... Uh, your comedy Thanks, and your songs and stuff. I think people will be coming Cheers, out man. of that uh, half seven buzzing. So yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I look Thanks. forward to it. <laughs> All right, mate. So that is uh, that's at the Gilded Balloon, and the show's called Against the Odds, and it's at six thirty. You get obviously you get tickets at edfringe.com and uh, and John Courtney's website as well. I'm sure. And what else can we see in uh, after Edinburgh, mate? What what? Oh, blimey. Well, I've got, I've got a panto coming up, which came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting... I mean, obviously, that didn't happen straight after I won because there weren't any. So, no. um, I'm in St. Helens for, for panto this year, playing oh, Dan Dealey, which first time in 20 years, I think I've done panto. So, that's very so, exciting. I, I'm doing my first panto this year as well. So we'll be, you are. Uh, I saw that, yeah. yeah, yeah what panto are you doing? We're doing Cinderella. Cinderella. Uh, Brilliant. Yeah. And it's, oh. it's like 50 minutes from my house, which is absolutely lovely. So I can get overnight. That's the dream. Nice. Yeah. That's the yeah. dream. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're in, are you in, you're, you're in Manchester, aren't you? I'm in Manchester, yes. Yeah, so oh, I'm you're uh, laughing. That's all right. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be great fun. Well, mate, look, have a lovely Edinburgh. Hope Panther goes well, as well, and I'll see you soon. Thanks so much, Jason. Cheers. All cheers, right, Steve. Cheers. Jason. Jason. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Thanks for joining us this morning here on Absolute Radio. Uh, we're off on holiday now. Well, you're still working, but I'm off on holiday. Yeah, I've got that week off, though, so I am on holiday. Oh, you are on holiday, aren't you? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. So we're off for a week that we're best of uh, next week. Good luck trying to fill that, producers. Yeah. A best of there. from the... Yeah. <laughs> Crikey. I That's presume they earn their money, really. That is the bit. It's mostly adverts and songs, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that'll be on uh, next week. Uh, and then we'll, we'll come back at some point uh, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. But enjoy your summer, uh, whatever you're getting up to, enjoy yourselves. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Lots of love.